listening to the Eccentric Section Podcast with your hosts Breezy Getem and Jody Bro. On today's show, we're joined by someone who's not only a wrestler, but he's a musician and one of our favorite homies to talk to after the shows. Ladies and gentlemen, the mind eraser, Remy LeVay. Welcome to the show, Remy. Hey. Yo, thank you guys so much for uh, having me on. You know I've been trying to get on here for a minute. Yeah, dude, it's been it's been a stretch. We've been we've been wanting you on and it's our schedules never lined up and we didn't we didn't get a chance to reach out to you as soon as we wanted to. But now that you're finally on here. Hell yeah. No, you guys have had awesome guests on. So it's been awesome to see you guys put the work in and like elevate this and get so many, especially like for on some local, you know, local shit. Like it's just really cool to see uh, how far you guys have have taken this in such a short period of time. So. Well, appreciate we appreciate it. that, dude. Yeah, and it's just fun, dude. We love it. You know, we do this shit for you guys, man. You know, you guys inspired us. You know, so are you? Are you? Are you Remy Van Dam today, celebrating 420 at all, brother? Actually, I'm like okay. So like, for the last like two weeks, I've been trying to get my computer, uh, like computer updated and shit. And right. I've I had to work today, and I was that was like all I could. And like the podcast, I was like that was all I could think about all day. So I haven't gotten to partake like. Like you would think, but uh, the night is young, so I it should is. have had something ready to go for this. But we'll keep it. We'll keep it PG thirteen. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I'm sure Joe's made up for you all day. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've already, I've already taken a nap. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> no, there's plenty of time left. Speaking of your job, uh, my dad wanted to give you a shout out and said he'll come to your shoot job pretty soon. And he said, yes. that's my boy." <laughs> yeah, your dad is uh, legit, like nice as fuck. So. Every time he comes in, I always cut it up with your dad for a little bit. Yeah, Doug. He, he definitely loves you and supports you. But uh, yeah, yeah he's get, the man. To get into the conversation, though, let's start out with like the basic, obvious wrestling wrestling questions, and then just go from there. So, what was your for first sure. memory of professional wrestling? Like, I've been giving this a lot of thought lately, actually, because as I get older, it's like everything gets further and further away. And as I like enjoy, uh, you know, holiday, the today's festivities and continue <laughs> to wrestle my memories can my memory length has continued to shrink but uh like so the way i know like i think uh, like early early 90s my dad just pretty much just like always had it on and i had like all the og hasbro figures oh, so like because i was try- like i probably didn't start i asked my dad i was like when did i like start really getting into wrestling and he was like probably like mid 90s like 95 96 but my my real like first memories aren't probably till like 96 like 97 uh but like i had like it like i was i fucked with it but mainly just because like my dad liked wrestling and Mm -hmm. like i think like probably like 97 96 97 is like when i kind of like took it my dad kind of like fell off and i kind of like went forward being obsessed with it so like i would technically say like 
I mean, I definitely started watching wrestling, like, almost probably, like, out the womb, kind of, like, on my own and, like, kind of, like, old enough to, to follow it and, like, become obsessed. It was probably, like, 96, 97, so I would have been, like, eight or nine. You said about him falling out, being that you wrestle now, does he has he gotten back into it? Oh, he loves it. Like, uh, he always really liked the, you know, like, the, the old school, like, the shit he came up on, like, Bruno and, and like, he used to go to, like, what would be considered like the indies back in the day, which were really just like, you know, like that was like studio wrestling. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when I started wrestling, like my dad's been like insanely supportive of literally everything I've, I've wanted to do, whether it was music or wrestling, it's like two things that definitely don't secure you like the American dream future, if you will. But uh, no, he's, he's literally cool as hell. He always checks up on me and, uh he's gotten back into it just because like i'm into it but he doesn't he doesn't follow it but he thinks it's cool as, uh, he, he thinks it's really cool and he's like super proud that like i mean even when i was doing backyard wrestling and shit like he definitely like wasn't happy about it but like he knew that i was gonna do it like either way yeah. so like i think he's always just been like well it's better to be supportive because i mean he it's all his fault with music and wrestling and like <laughs> I mean, he put me onto both so like i just those are like the two things that have been the constant, like a constant in my life. So he's just insanely supportive. And like, you know, he always keeps up with what I'm doing, but I don't think he really like follows, like he's not watching NXT and shit, but he, he pays say, attention. If he followed any of the major products, he'd probably <laughs> like how like NWA is now with like how they do like the bleacher and like studio setup. Oh, it's so good. I actually tried telling him about that when it, when it first came out and when they were first doing the YouTube thing. Cause I told him, I was like, Billy Corgan's doing this, like smash pumpkins. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think he, I think he did like check it out. I think he did say like, he liked the old school vibe of it. That's why I pointed him in that direction. Cause I've tried to show him things over the years, but like, you know, we have like a very like old couple relationship where we, we both can only really like show it, pay attention to the other one for like 10 minutes. <laughs> so I, I, I send him every things here and there that I think he'll like, but, uh, I know he appreciates it. Like he, he gets a kick out of it and uh, he's come and come to like some, he hasn't come to like a, a ton of my matches. Cause I think he's like, he's been really cool about like not cramping my style. Okay, but, uh, I like I stretch, like if, if my, like the one time I, my mom came, I think my mom's only seen me like wrestle once. And uh, I was just like, it was a court time and I was just like extra stressed. So I think they just like chill because they know that like, I'm just in my my zone, I guess. But my dad was there, like for when me and Keith won the uh, IWC tag titles with Booker T uh, at Night of Superstars. He's come to court time a couple times, so like he definitely uh, he definitely like realizes, you know, like the the journey to get here and like how much work it's it, you know I've had to put in to to get where I'm at. He always asks me questions. He's like, oh, IWC's not really doing anything with you. Like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I know, Dad. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Well, hopefully he's paying attention now because you guys are the number one contenders. But uh, before we get too far Thanks. down the road, you know, what was your discovery then to independent wrestling? And how did you like seek training and want to get into this career? So when I was in like probably like sixth grade, since so we've been like 2000, I uh, had this insane, uh, this dude that was like dating my, my, me and my sister's like babysitter at the time. And I had no mercy on the N64 and he was like a huge wrestling nerd. And this is like, yeah, like 99, 2000. So 
I mean, I didn't, I knew who like Christopher Daniels were, was, I knew who like CM Punk was, but like, that was really it. And like, he was going in to create a wrestler and like making all these like crazy wrestlers at my house on no mercy. And I was like, who's this dude? Who's that dude? And like, that was like the first time that like, I really like knew kind of about like, I was like, Oh, there's wrestling. That's like not WCW, ECW. I knew of new Japan and, and like Japanese wrestling, but like, I only really followed like the big three. And then he put me on to like the fact that there was this whole other world out there with like ring of honor and uh, like independence and stuff. And it wasn't until I got really tight with uh, like one of my best friends ever uh, around like, so like throughout high school, like I, I, like I still loved wrestling, but like I was really focused on like music and like just doing that whole thing. And like high school, like mid to early 2000s, like mid 2000s is kind of like when I like stopped really like watching like religiously. And then 2008, 2009, uh, I became really close with my boy, Ted Austin. And he's like indie nerd, like he's been going to IWC and he took me to an IWC show. And then we were going to CCW shows. This is like 2008, 2009. And, uh, then I was just like hooked and, uh, like that's definitely like what led, you know, led me to to deciding to like really do this and seek out a good school and, Where did and go to the trained? IWC. I went to the IWC school. Okay, okay. So who were the trainers at the time? Was it hentai? It was a uh, yeah. I got uh, it was cool because it was like uh, Justin Idol um, was like my main trainer, and then but like every week we had like like a different person there kind of like helping out like hentai would like come in a couple weeks and it would just be hentai. So hentai and like idol were like my main trainers. Idol was like definitely my main trainer, but like LaRusso came in, uh, Jake Garrett, uh, DJ Z. So had so many like awesome people come in while I was training to like, you know, like add their two cents. Mm -hmm. And that really, that really helped like looking back and, uh, I was in the class like right before palace. So like palace was finishing up kind of like with my class and like helping get the new, uh, students like, uh, integrated into the school. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was in 2012, 2013 would, would have been when I graduated. So I think, uh, idol, uh, I think that was like idol or like last or second to last class that he trained. Um, but yeah, it was just an idol super hentai, and uh, a couple other uh, veterans that were super cool and like really helped like cover all the bases. Mm -hmm. I got you. I know you said you did a little backyard wrestling and two, we the whole Anton LaVey and then the Remy LaVey. I would assume that has a little bit to add into the, the character building. But I was wondering if you had any like other influences that have went into you developing who Remy LeVay is over the years? Well, my, my biggest influence, like going into it was, and everyone always says like, just to be yourself, like turned up to 11. Cause like, I'm, I haven't been the most, uh, like, like I knew like right out the gate that I didn't want to have like an occupational, like gimmick. I didn't want to have like, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't want to be like a hockey player, like, like the goon mm -hmm. or, you know, like, uh, I didn't want to have a gimmick that like was bit like, that relied on a gimmick if that makes sense mm -hmm. so out the gate it was just like from like bands like it was more of like aesthetics and just like a look and i was like i'll kind of like figure my character out as like you know my career progresses because i think that that's 
cool to like like sting was like one of my favorite wrestlers growing up and to see him go from like surfer sting to the crows thing was awesome but it, it had like it was like that was built on a, a storyline so mm-hmm. like my whole idea was to kind of like come in as like you know the beta version one remy and over the years which is like what i've kind of kind of tried to do is mm-hmm. kind of just like be me be real but um you know like i felt like wrestling was like when i decided i had already done like the band thing i had already been on tour and stuff so when i when i uh started wrestling it was like kind of like a, a fresh start for me like a lot was going on in my life and i just wanted to be you know i i kind of wanted to tell a story of like you know wrestling kind of keeping me out of trouble and kind of giving me like a second chance to uh do something with my life and i tried to kind of just tell that in my you know, express that in like my selling and just like all the, the subtle things because i've always been just like less is more uh and like i'm not gonna lie it's been like a double-edged sword i'm sure it's hurt me but it's it's i've always just tried, tried to keep myself and keep the remy character like true mm-hmm. to to like you know the best version of me or kind of like what i've always aspired to be or look like so i've only been around iwc and independent wrestling since 2018 and and joe followed up i think in 2019 since I've been around, I've only seen you with a culmination and I've only seen you play a heel character. First off, how did the whole you joining the culmination go? Because I've like we've seen a little bit of the promo packages here and there about you turning on Keith. I was wondering like how that idea was brought up and who had the idea of putting you in the group. Well, after me and Keith won the uh won the belts and uh won them from the fraternity and then we lost them to the fraternity in the in the cage match out in uh, Clearfield. Uh, that was like a pretty quick turnaround. <clears throat> and after that, you know, there, there, I think Plummer was like, didn't really know what to do uh, mm-hmm. with either of us. <clears throat> and I've always stayed super loyal to IWC. I've always understood that like, uh, you know, there's a lot of other hardworking people, not only in IWC, but in the business. And you definitely have to, to put the work in to keep your spot. Um, but instead of like, like I was bummed about it for a little bit, but, I went into the mindset of going just other places and I figured that the only way I was going to get better and better my opportunities at IWC was to, you know, go out to other States and other promotions and really hit the road and just like get better Mm -hmm. at everything, like get better, get more comfortable, try new things. So uh, right around that time, I think this was like 2014, 2015, uh, Dombrowski had been uh, running his company, uh, Premier Championship Wrestling in Cleveland. Oh, I didn't and know he ran that. Yeah, that's Joe's company. Okay, that's awesome. He was, put me on. Yeah, he's. Uh, I really miss those shows right now with everything going on. Like, I feel like I, I haven't been up to Cleveland. Like, I was going to Cleveland every month. And, uh, like, the those shows in that building, there's so much history in, like, the Turner's building for, with wrestling. And, like just get to that's how I got to just meet and, and work with like so many good uh, so much, so much good talent from Ohio, just, just Ohio, like not even Indiana or anything like all those dudes are there too, but it, it was a really good place for me to like get out of the, the Pittsburgh bubble, not have to go too far and still get to work with guys that I probably wouldn't get to work at IWC. Mm-hmm. And Joe had this idea, um, to put the, this, this faction together. Cause it was actually Joe's idea. 
and uh, he had told me about these these two kids, the Koger brothers, that were coming up, and uh, he just had it in his mind. I think he just knew all of us, all, like knew all of our personalities would, you know, mesh, and mm-hmm. and that's when he also suggested Gory as kind of like the veteran to kind of lead everything because as much as it worked, as much as he wanted it to work uh, and be successful, like in the ring, he knew that it had to work. Uh, like he knew that we all had to vibe and like, it would have to work um, like a hundred percent between all of us that we would all be like stoked on it. And if it was going to be a long-term thing, I don't think any of us expected it to be this successful or like this long-term, but uh, I think Joe just had this like crazy vision of the four of us and basically just from doing those shows at premiere and doing some other shows in Ohio and kind of like revamping my, my character into this, into a, a nastier, dirtier, uh, like heel Remy. So uh, were you already think, with the culmination in Cleveland b- way, like way prior to the IWC heel turn? I think it was only like a year or something, but yeah, it was like, it, 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 it had been, uh growing like really fast and like i think that's one of the things that we all realized was like as soon as as soon as we uh debuted the group in cleveland like we all could tell that it was that we had something special and that it was worth uh like sinking our our teeth into so i think it was probably like a year but we had you know i had that year of confidence and experience uh before uh i turned on keith um to kind of like get me ready for that and then we had like matches and promos and like you know actual real stuff to to put in front of plumber to say like hey this is doing really good up here uh you guys aren't doing anything with me right now why don't we try this yeah and plumber took a chance on me and joe and and otis and atticus and i think uh everyone can agree that it definitely worked out better than probably any of us yeah one of the main reasons i kept coming back dude i mean you guys all together are fire um, oh, thank you, bro. That oh, shit was oh. awesome the first time I seen it, man. Like that, like he said, that I was sold. I wanted to come back to the next show. Like if the culmination was gonna be there, man, because this the vibe you guys just gave off. It was just so it was dope, dude. That shit was sick. So here's a thank question you, I have with obviously Atticus and and Otis. All four of you have had very successful runs right now. Atticus right now is running on fire. On fire. Yeah. And shout out to Atticus. I'm we're all happy for you. Shout out Addy. Love you, bro. With the way the culmination has grown and, and you know, had its own share of success, do you guys feel with him leave? Not I, He's not leaving the group in that, but I, I know, like, in certain companies, you've even had him, like, basically turn on, like, Gory and, and that here. And yeah. There. Do you guys see you expanding the culmination with maybe younger guys to give them a shot that are, like, maybe floating on the card or don't good question uh we we kind of tried to do that and uh, it was cool you know when it when it when it works but like you know the 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 person coming in really has to to like i said go going back to that like original chemistry between between us we're all so tight and we we've all been like working for this to put it on the map for so long so when you bring someone new in you know mm-hmm. it just has to be like the vibes just have to be right and we have to, you know, connect. And, you know, I would, I would love to do that. I think that there's a lot of potential in the the future of the group uh, to keep it fresh. You know, like we we've been doing this for a long time and uh, it does get hard to like keep things fresh or to not repeat yourself mm-hmm. or to, you know, do something that's, that's going to be new and 
attract, you know, new people, new eyes. That's always the goal is to keep expanding and growing. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. It would just have to be. Uh, they got to learn right, how to eat, right sleep, group. and breathe the culmination. Exactly. They got to carry my bags. They got to pick up my dry cleaning. <laughs> then we'll talk. Then you maybe, can put the armband on. Maybe, maybe you can touch on this. Maybe you can't. If you can't, you know, I'll, I'll just cut it. As far as like Jason Gorey, too. He's known to be in the culmination everywhere, basically, but IWC. I mean, there was even a match where he had against you guys, and he comes out, and he has the culmination logo on his fucking yeah. mask. And is is there any specific reason the booking never went through to have him join the culmination? Or maybe he did, and we just weren't around for it. But has he ever been part of the culmination as far as IWC standings went? Pretty sure that the only place um, that he hasn't been a part of the culmination. And, like, look, Jay... Gory has been at IWC uh, for so long. It's like, whether he's heel or face, like he's so over there. And by mm-hmm. the way, Gory is my number one, like period, like not just, I don't mean, I mean, underrated as a big compliment. I want to make that very clear. Uh, I just think that he's like the best indie talent, like the most slept on, you know, like he should mm-hmm. be much further. And he's, he's worked like, what I've what I've little like sidebar on Gory like Gory was one of the first people to really like take me way before culmination when I first started he was one of the first people to take me under his wing and like take me on the road him and facade and like I've always admired uh kind of like Gory's chip on his shoulder like he refuses to do thing like he refuses to do like the corny shit and like I feel like I've kind of also been the same like he's just on his own path and he's been doing Mm. it for so long that like he just has his shit like so down at the flip like at the you snap your he could snap his fingers and and put on like a five-star match in his sleep just from experience and confidence in his character and just like what he's established over the years and i think that like i think that the reason you know when the culmination came to iwc gory i think uh, that was kind of like the one place that was off limits and uh you know i'd never say never uh haven't seen gory in a while i mm-hmm. i think he's uh maybe up in the heavens or something you yeah know? And that was but, a, uh, one thing we always talk about on the pod dude is it's just a matter of like fuck the pandemic so much because i wanted that storyline to fucking play out to the fullest and i feel like it's been between us not knowing what show can go what show can't go what just this up down undecided of when shows can run that, that never got to play. Yeah, it never got to play out, dude. And I felt like you guys saying the whole "we don't want you in hell with us," putting him through the table, he'd come back as angelic. It's just like it was so good, dude. And mm-hmm. it just never got to play to its fullest. Well, I think that there is still some uh, some time, so you know, hold out some hope, and uh, hopefully, you know, when uh, embrace the light. You know, if the light keeps shining, that's one thing. But if the light goes out, you never you never know what could happen, and. Uh, the the door is always open. He knows that he's the the Godfather culmination. I think his just his his history with IWC is so rich and specific that uh, I think it's something that, like I said, he would have to want to do too. And uh, I think it's all about timing. And like I said, you know, keeping things fresh. And you don't want to uh, you don't want to you know put all your eggs in one basket right mm-hmm. away, so to speak. So you know, I would uh, I'd stay patient. And uh, hey, it could never happen. It could happen. Uh, I love that dude to death and obviously would love to have him uh, back in me and Otis and Addy up, especially at IWC. So do you play, do you prefer playing a heel over a baby face? Uh, 
it's funny it real depends. quick remy i'm not i'm not trying to take away from you but it's like dude out of all the guys i've talked to on the roster i'd say there's like a handful that instantly i'm like dude that guy is the most genuine sweetheart and i i have not one bad thing to say and like mm. If somebody were to say pick somebody like yo the most genuine person in the room, I would always point to like you're you're one of the very first people I would pick. Ah. So it's just funny that it's like thank you, bro. And then there's just character coming out telling everybody up yours, go fuck yourself, throwing the fingers and yeah. shit. <laughs> well, I mean, there's definitely a switch that flips. You know, I I I am a very like chill and like that's the duality of the character. Like Remy is kind of an escape, especially with the stuff I've been doing lately. It's kind of escape to that darker headspace mm-hmm. and oh yeah i'm waiting of... for remy to actually stab somebody in the ring bro like i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. lose my shit that day dude <laughs> with a big smile i mean i'm influenced and inspired by a lot of really dark evil dark shit and obviously my mom actually last name being yeah. levey right <laughs> well the reason i mean we could we can talk about that but uh yeah i mean I, I, I feel like when I step into a ring, it, it becomes almost like a battle against myself and like kind of the things like that I've uh, it's kind of like I'm, I'm it, my professional career, if you want to call it that, like I've been my biggest obstacle, like the whole time. It's kind of like a, I'm always battling myself and battling kind of like my bad habits and like the things that I wish I could uh, put aside to to move forward in wrestling mm-hmm. it's been like a really slow process and it, it's hard to not get caught up on like what other people are doing or to, to feel envious i think we all like like uh, i mean wrestling is every every wrestler is insanely vain you know is very sensitive if they aren't they're fucking tell you they're not they're lying to you so you know it's easy to get caught up on like what other people are doing and i just try and channel all that frustration into this current era of the character where i can really like wear my feelings on my sleeve or in an expression or in the way that I hit a move. And to me, like that's where like the art, the art of it comes in is being able to express those real emotions in a, in a wrestling ring and in a wrestling match. And it blurs the lines for me a lot of the time of like, you know, reality and and that like duality. So Mm -hmm. it's for me, music, wrestling, just my interests it's always been a combination of like yin and yang you know you got to have you got to have the good to have the evil and that's kind of like my ethos as the character is to is to be able to switch between those the in between you know kind of right i can ride that gray area or i mm-hmm. could be all on black or i could be you know baby face all on white and it all just has to do with the story and 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 like you know what i'm doing but I'd say, like, overall, like, yeah, like, I'm a nice guy. Uh, I'm very chill. But there's a lot of dark stuff behind the scenes and in my head that I think a lot of people don't get a lot of access to. Mm-hmm. And a healthy way to deal with that for me has been wrestling. And, like, that's been one of the, the best things about wrestling is, like, the, the therapy of it. So, you know, I like being both. I like uh, I like selling and I like telling that story as a baby face and it's definitely taken me longer to get more comfortable as a heel more most people tell me they like me more as a heel which uh, i think is cool uh but uh i don't know i mean like i said at this point in my career it's it's kind of been a challenge to to you know find that sweet spot uh as a character 
and, you know, define myself, whether I'm good or bad and what those differences in those definitions like may be. And like, that's where the fun of it comes in. Over the years, you just said earlier about having a tag match with basically Booker T was there right by your guys' side. Oh, dude, it was awesome. I'm not to say it on the pod, but me and Joe have got the honor to hear the Razor Ramon story. Um, oh, yeah, that's, dude, that's a great story. <laughs> I can't wait to t- – I'm saving that. I got to save that story one day. I would tell that story right now, but I don't know. I don't – I feel like it's weird to uh, – There's no incriminating other, anybody. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not snitching on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, over the years, though, what are some of the, like – opportunities you've had that you hold dearest to your heart within the wrestling business i mean it sounds kind of cliche and corny but like winning that title with booker t was definitely insane that was my first title i think was it yeah no nah, i may have had nah. that would be crazy to think as like a as a little kid uh, see dude on tv and then your first title you look at me like i used to watch you on t- you're still on tv dude, <laughs> even crazy all right i have a cool crazy story i'll try not to ramble about it but uh when i was little my dad raced uh, NASCAR, like, uh, like in the, like think independent wrestling for NASCAR. It was called mm-hmm. historic, historic stock car racing. And my dad was just a fucking, <laughs> is that why you psycho. were quick with the Cal Petty reference for my dad? <laughs> yeah, dude, honestly. Yes. Yes. Cause in, in my garage growing up, it was like, you know, hot chick, uh, holding a drill fucking Kyle Petty poster, Richard Petty poster, <laughs> Dale senior poster. Like my dad was, fucking obsessed with nascar to the point where he bought daryl waltrip's 17 car and had a fucking 18 wheeler to take it to watkins Glen. i got to see him race once like he was really doing it and it was really cool yeah it was awesome but one time uh he was at a race i'm not i don't remember where he was but he called me and he was like there's someone here that wants to talk to you hands the phone over and it's just like yo wyatt this is stevie ray that's and it was sick. shoot Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray and Goldberg were like there for the WCW. I don't know. I guess like I it probably just had to do with I know there was like a WCW NASCAR race car and yeah. a lot of the WCW guys apparently really liked uh like racing and shit. So I talked to Stevie Ray on the phone. I asked him when Sting was coming back. It was just actually really cool because I told Booker T that story like when we won the title and I was like, dude, if it wasn't for that call, like who knows if I ever would have became a wrestler, you know? Yeah. And I actually reached Fuck, out and man, told yeah. Stevie, I told Stevie Ray that too and like showed him the picture of me and Keith with Booker and just was like, you definitely don't remember this, but you called me from a fucking racetrack <laughs> in like 1999 and uh, I asked you when Sting was coming back. But yeah, man, uh, shit, I kind of uh wandered around the question but yeah that moment was really fucking cool the culmination debut in iwc was super special just because it wasn't that long ago and to see how far uh addy and and otis have come since then and just how far we've all come like that moment's really special to me to to see like our idea realize and like i i was so happy with like joe like everyone's performance in that uh and like everyone really nailed that and like we knew that we only had one chance to to prove to everyone the fans iwc everyone at court time like we knew that like all right this is it like either get over or not exactly man and luckily it really did and that moment is is insanely special to me um there's some other ones here or there like get just getting to meet some some of my idols getting to meet Flair and like shake his hand and, and gold dust Scott Hall Piper before he passed. Uh, that was insane. 
And yeah, it kind of just like those moments are just cool because like it brings everything kind of full circle and makes you really appreciate like the, the dedication to the business. And like, it just makes it just, it's just an amazing feeling to, to be able to meet like guys you watch growing up. They're still larger than life to me. Like, is it weird knowing that like, you're not supposed to mark out, but you're like, these guys are like my fucking idols. Like I have no choice, but to be like super fanboy right now. Or, oh, did, yeah. you, or, mean, did, or did you play it cool? Like I can't do this. No, I mean, I just tried to be respectful and most mm-hmm. of the time you're just really nervous. You know, most of the time you just don't yeah. want to piss them off. Right. So like, you know, I'm not going to roll up on Vader. I wasn't going to roll up on Vader when he was like, you know, sitting in the middle of the hallway in Meadville full split like laying down full <laughs> split, like signing pictures. You just got to be, you know, just be respectful. Like, yeah. you know, every single wrestler loves being put over. So even those, even all the legends, I mean, they, they love that shit. I mean, the, the cool ones, I feel like really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, some guys are dicks. I, I've been lucky. I'm lucky enough to say that I haven't had, I can't even think of an encounter of, of meeting like a hero and being disappointed. Uh, Another really special moment was when I got to tag with Demolition. Like, uh, that was insane against Barbarian and Warlord. Barbarian almost killed me. That was fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, man, like, just, just like all those guys that are like, that's something I can like tell my dad, like, yo, I teamed with Demolition and I know he'll understand. Yeah. 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 You know, so that, that was really cool. Being able to wrestle for uh, Kaiju at the, uh, I think it's the buy, it was either the Benedim or the Biome. I think it's, they always do the Biome. That was another cool thing, just because I got to like tell my mom, like, "Yo, I'm wrestling at the buy. I'm in, I'm not in yeah. some bar in West Virginia today. Like, I'm at a, a real like theater. Yeah. So like shit like that is cool. Like just little things like that that kind of like make you appreciate the scenery and like kind of just that's what's so cool about indie wrestling is you can uh, you get to go to so many places and meet so many different people and you know. Some shows I've wrestled for like two people and I've wrestled for a lot of people. So that's, I love, I love that. I wouldn't have that e- any other way. I mean, that's just part of, of independent wrestling. And w- one of the best parts I think is just how much uh, like ground you can cover and how many new, new places you can, can discover and how many new people you get to meet. So are there any opponents or promotions that you would like to work that you haven't got opportunity to yet? Uh, I'd love to go up to uh, H2O Tremont school. I know uh, 440H and Addy have been going up there. I've been trying to get me and Otis to go up, get up there. I think that would be really cool. Um, would love to work for GCW, of course. Uh, AIW, of course. I got to do a AIW show at Warp Tour. Got to wrestle facade at Cleveland Warp Tour a couple years ago. So that, That's that was super cool. Yeah, that is sick. Yeah, that was awesome. It was re- it was really cool. Andy, like every time I die, like played Warp Tour. So he just literally like played a set and then was just like, sure, I'll wrestle. And he came <laughs> over and, and had That's a match with Facade. Um, I'm trying to think like other places, like obviously would love to go uh, out of the States. Would love to hit up Canada because yeah. I uh, when I was doing my band, we toured canada like a shit ton because we uh they just treated us so well and like we we had a a following up there yeah like ontario and uh, montreal and ottawa we got to to we were like going up there like every other month for like a week two weeks a month well like a long weekend and i'd love to wrestle up there based when you get your uh stats as far as like your listeners and stuff like on the online stuff is there yeah. any like oddball spot that like just shocks you? Cause like we have like four in like Germany and I was like, who the fuck's listening to us that's from Germany? You know what I mean? Like, 
definitely uh my bit my old band uh we were getting like a lot of love from budapest I really oh yeah like that's <laughs> dude, super that random so cool yeah. dude yeah i love looking at the uh like the the readouts of that stuff i haven't really like checked much on like i don't put a bunch of stuff on youtube like i i in terms of like our releases uh it's all over the place. Like for my band, when I look at the uh, like iTunes sales and stuff, like all the streaming and stuff, it's, it's all over the place. So uh, Germany and like, uh, and like Sweden where metal's really popular and like the UK has like a really big like metal scene. So uh, always have done good over there, but in terms of like wrestling and, and stuff, a lot of my matches on YouTube are uploaded by the company or someone else. So it's hard to see like where those are reaching, yeah. but that mm-hmm. would be, that would be awesome. Just, on some nerdy shit like i do love seeing all that stuff but uh yeah man we i've had people message me from brazil I've had people message me from you know like hungary just like places that you know i never thought that i would you know yeah uh, make a connection with with anyone that lives that far away so yeah that's super humbling and just super cool and i would like to trans you know i would like to try and uh branch out love to get to the west coast soon and uh you know, just travel more now as things are starting to open back up. That's like a big goal is to, uh, even if it's a couple hours away, just to, to, to get out of the bubble a little bit. And I think that that's just good advice for anyone starting out or just anyone like, don't be afraid to, to, you know, send a hundred messages out. Don't be afraid to this, like just applies to not just wrestling, but like, if you're doing anything DIY, if you're doing anything in the arts, if you're doing anything like, independently like don't be afraid to you know put yourself out there and Mm -hmm. you know don't be afraid to to network like i i think from being in a band and there's so many similarities between being in a band and and doing wrestling it's crazy and especially like on the independent level like everything i've always done has been super diy super underground so you know it was easy for me to jump like right into that from like you know touring and i was used to playing in front of no one and not making money and sleeping in a van and stuff from being in a band so you know i think that really helped like toughen my skin like i kind of like had already had that life experience by the time i started uh wrestling and that really helped me like be patient but also like i tried to use everything i learned from from that part of my life and mm-hmm apply it to wrestling just in terms of like networking and merch and uh you know just like yeah man just like talking to people and sending out messages and and that's how i got like you know all of my first bookings like probably my first three years of wrestling i was just hustling and sending emails messaging people and and asking questions and just talking to my peers and, and talking to vets and like that really helped me meet so many people not only that have helped me in like a, a business sense, but that are just like ho- the homies now. So, you know, I'm really thankful for that. And uh, yeah, that's just, that's just some advice. Yeah. Don't be afraid to like get out there and, and uh, travel. It doesn't matter where it doesn't matter if, if there's five people there, like, especially when you're first starting out, you want to just get as much as experiences as you can. You take yeah. a little bit from each of those. And I feel like you're always adding that to, your 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 uh your path you're kind of like you know learning and getting better and making connections and you never know when one of those 
people are going to hit you up because that's what happened to me is I was hitting up all these companies. I'd go work for them. I had a good experience. If they liked me, you know, I didn't have to message them anymore. And yeah. now I have, then, you know, then you have another company. Now you have a new company that wants to bring you in every month and they're going to, you know, promote you and expose you, uh, you know, just like you are promoting for them. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, that's really what helped, helped me like start out was just like networking and trying to use my, uh, trying to use like what I learned from being in a band. I got you. I definitely want to touch on your music, but before we get there, I wanted to kind of talk about two. You've been in, involved with two viral moments. Unfortunately, you've been on the shitty end of both of them, basically. Oh, God, I know what's coming. The shooting. Yeah. yeah, so we'll do the shooting star press then, since you basically just touched on that one with the Johnny Patch. First off, I got to ask you, because everybody argues, did he hit it? Did he not hit it? You were the one to get hit with it. He did fucking he hit, hit it? it. Okay. He hit it. See, there's no more debate, and Johnny says he hit it. Remy says he hit it. The fucking he may have closed. Hit, he may have hit me in the fucking shin or some shit, but oh. he fucking hit it. Catastrophe. For sure hit it. <laughs> Your foot was done. <laughs> I just remember him coming up to me, like, asking me, like, dude, are you cool with this? I was like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, he was like, which is super respectful and just cool. I love, I love match. That match was awesome. I, that match was so sick. I, that was my second cage match in IWC. And uh, just teaming with Addy, like, it was just awesome to get one of those cage matches on the on Cage Fury because you know everyone wants to be in a cage match and right, there was yeah. a lot of other deserving deserving rivalries and stuff. But I feel like that's what the culmination is all about. You know, the it needs to have that that element that in, insane element. And I feel like that match without the cage, it just would have. Uh, I'm not saying it would have been a bad match, but that cage just really helped make the match and just we the tried visual that. alone when it went viral to yeah know that it was in a cage just feels it makes it actually feel harder even though it probably was no exactly. different but just exactly can find feeling mm -hmm. i still remember i'll never forget the pop when he hit it like it oh, was psychotic. Dude. that was joe's first show dude so yeah, like dude, so, yeah i was that's sold, so man. sick <laughs> i was that's fucking so sold sick. dude <laughs> that's a good first show man that's fucking right it was show. man was that the main was that the wardlow pollock main event I think Cage it was Wardlow and Alexander. Yeah, Wardlow and Alexander. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I thought that was when uh, they went through the ring, but I think that was no, end of the year. I didn't get the that. Was that was in December. Saw. That shooter was nuts, bro. And, and uh, shout-outs patch. I know that it's gone viral, and, and that's that's crazy. I definitely haven't seen shit from it, but good, good for patch. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second incident, uh, I feel like I kind of bring it up too much on the pod, but being that we've had him on and heard his side of the story, obviously the Sean Phoenix crash and burn I wanted, wanted oh, to yeah, know dude. what went through your mind of like, just one, the thought of like, holy fuck, like what just happened? And then two, the thought of, you know, how to, how to improv and keep the crowd distracted. Dude, that was really scary and just insanely uh, just kind of like surreal in the moment. Everything kind of went into like slow motion. And like, we obviously didn't know the severity of it, but it doesn't fucking matter if you're out there you know whether or not it doesn't matter if you're fucked up like that or mm -hmm. you're fucking you know just knocked a little loopy like what if you're fucked up like the the protocol is usually always the same so we knew he was fucked up we didn't know how bad he was fucked up obviously uh but like everything kind of just like ends there like if you're fucked up period like you go you take that shit home for sure because we're all there to to do we're all chasing the same dream we're all trying to do the same thing and at the very least 
you know, have a good time and leave not fucked up. So when that shit happened, we knew right off the bat that something wasn't right. And it was tough. It definitely took me out of the moment for a little. And thank God, like Addy was there. who's just literally like always in the fucking moment and uh, is really good at just kind of keeping his cool with things. And I think that if he wouldn't have been there, I would, I would have freaked. Yeah, man, it was just insanely scary thing. Like so good to see him like doing his thing. And I know he's had a, uh, he's had like, you know, like, fuck, I can only imagine like going through that, bro. And, and, you know, Phoenix is super stubborn. Like, you know, no matter what I had crazy idea, I've tried to talk Phoenix out of many crazy ideas before, you know, in and out of the ring. And that's what uh, I love about him. And that's like, so like, that's such a big part of his character is he's just like committed to his, his vision of his character and, and what he's going to do in a match. And like, you know, as much as it, as, as it sucks to see like him go through that, all that, like, I think that like, he's learned a lot more about himself in the process, you know, trying to be optimistic about it. And, uh, you know, I, if obviously if I could go back and, and change, change the, uh, the course of events, I would, I'm sure he would too, but, uh, you know, unfortunately you can't and you just got to make the best of it. And, you know, he's really not only lucky to be alive, but lucky to be able to walk, lucky to definitely fucking lucky to be able to keep wrestling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And no one's more fucking uh, thankful for that than uh, me. So, you know, it was insanely scary in the moment. But um, luckily, you know, we have uh, a lot of people the like uh, like a family man like it really is a lot of people were there uh, right away like to to make sure he was as good as he was going to be in that moment and to make sure he got help and got out of there and uh you know shout outs to everyone that that was there and and working the show that night that like you know made sure that uh he got out of there safely and and, and quickly uh but yeah man that was just a, a freak thing that you you can't really plan for uh for that i don't i don't think you can ever really plan for that so yeah that that sucked but um on a brighter note you know he's he's doing his thing again and uh he should be very thankful and i know he is um that uh he's okay and his, i know his family uh is insanely supportive and and you know i knew he was gonna keep wrestling i knew he was gonna yeah. find a way that's yeah. just how much no pun intended how much fire phoenix has i think we were able to like do some really cool stuff despite all of that in still a tasteful way obviously everything was cool with with phoenix um and he's the kind of like he's the kind of motherfucker that like is always just thinking about wrestling in his character like all the time so i mean i remember visiting him in the hospital and uh like him just talking about wrestling i was like bro shut the fuck up like just get better <laughs> yeah. and like like let's worry about that about later. walking but, like that yeah yeah, dude, if that would have been me, bro, I wouldn't be thinking about wrestling for a minute. But, yeah. like, that's just how that's how uh, passionate Phoenix is. And I, I'm sure I would. I mean, it, it, I, it's it's really hard to, to, to put yourself in, in, you know, his shoes for that situation. But um, from everybody we talked to, they basically refer to it as like a drug. Like, it's just like you, once you once you find your passion for being in the business, it's it's hard to get out of. It really is. man. It really is. That I would agree with that. Um, also with that spot later on, we've kind of already touched on the whole gory angelic thing. Did you guys, any of you have any kind of nerves going into that 
whole like putting him through the table? No, because we had a little bit more control with with that spot. It was a little bit more guided and kind of like planned out. Um, Gory, like I said, is a veteran and, and he knew how to to take that. And uh, I I don't I mean anytime there's something like that, you know, everyone is uh, you know focused on making sure that it. it it's executed without a hitch and like, thank God, you know, uh, it's not any better that Phoenix did it to himself, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just a different, different type of situation when you're, when you're moving that fast on your own without kind of any guidance from, from someone else or Mm -hmm. anyone else kind of like spotting you as it goes down to kind of make sure, uh, it's all good. But, uh, off the top of my head, like I don't remember anything specifically about that, like in terms of like being sketched out to do it or or whatever. Uh, I think we were all pretty comfortable. I and like I said, like you know, the, that whole spot was Phoenix's idea. He was going to do it no matter what we told him to <laughs> told yeah. him to do because there were there was a couple ideas and, and he insisted, and uh, we were like, all right, man, cool. But um, yeah, when we uh, when we sent Glory to hell, I don't remember there being any like reservations about that or not off the top of my head, not saying there weren't, but um, yeah. we were a little bit more comfortable uh, uh, doing that because of just kind of the, the nature Controlled, of yeah. how, how it was set up. Yeah. Uh, you did touch on your band earlier. So I do definitely want to like talk and reflect on that. So your band's name belie my burial, right? Yeah, that was, um, that is like the band that I was uh, started in high school with like my best friends and, kind of like wrote out the the myspace era and nice. uh toured with the band and was full-time with the band like right up until i started training even when i was training i was still doing the band i actually missed the week of training to go on tour like that's that's been my band forever and it, the band's been inactive since about like 2013 but myself and the original guitar player are roommates now and we have kind of like this post belime burial project in the works Okay. And it's kind of picking up where we left off. Um, the bass player from Blama Burial, hopefully, will be. Uh, it's kind of just been like me and him doing everything, uh, recording it, producing it, writing it, like here at the house. And then we're gonna kind of like assemble a band, like after we kind of have enough stuff. But um, it's kind of picking up where that project left off. Uh, but that band, uh, Blama Burial, my old band got a uh, vinyl release earlier this year from secret swarm records and they specialize in putting out like uh, stuff from that era, like uh, very like niche, very specific uh, like metal, MySpace metal stuff that was very DIY that, that never really got like a, a official release. Like we press CDs and stuff, but we never got like an actual vinyl yeah. pressing like a, a record. So That's it's a collection of, uh, like our older stuff on uh, side A and B and uh, sold out super fast, like uh, super humbling. It's Man, just that's weird. Fire, that, that's all. Congratulations, yeah. dude. Yeah. Thank you. They should start shipping in uh, like late July, August. They, uh, we just got the test press of the record. Uh, the Ricky from secret swarm shout, shout out, Ricky shout out, Matt. They sent us a, a video of the, the vinyl, actually the test press spinning. Yeah. For those of uh, you that don't know, test press is like basically they they test the record to make sure it sounds good and everything got onto the record okay. So um, 
think there's going to even be like an auction for the test press, which is super cool. Um, That's sick. But yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked. Like last year with the pandemic and with uh, wrestling not happening as frequently, I kind of like really focused on music and like recording and pr- like home studio production with this new project. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, I think there's going to be like some new stuff by the end of the year. We're taking our time. We've learned a, I've learned a lot through wrestling and through just doing music uh like you know not to rush into things it's really easy to like promise things or open your mouth about stuff yeah. before you actually have it done so i've just tried to do i used to be really bad at that and like promise things and promise dates and i'm old now and i just don't care about that shit i'd rather just make people wait and and you assure them that it'll be worth yeah yeah it's where it'll be worth the wait but uh right, there's a lot of really cool shit that's going to be coming out with that and hopefully some stuff that will involve Atticus, like I want to have him hopefully help us out with some uh like video and some cool stuff oh, like that. Yeah, so I'm gonna that'll be sick, dude. Gonna try and like, you know, just like I tried to incorporate uh music stuff into wrestling and stuff from being in a band into wrestling. I'm this time around gonna, you know, kind of flip it and try and uh learn what I've I've incorporate what I've learned from wrestling and just kind of about, you know, the showmanship of it and stuff and promotion and and try and take what I've learned from, from that and uh, apply it into this new project. So what's the backstory? Well, one, I want, it's kind of a two-parter now because I wanted to hear the backstory to the whole Remy LeVay name too, but what's okay. also the backstory to your band's name? Belay My Burial, it, it means to postpone. If you really want to, I mean, the, the the true story is it was like we were like 15, like sitting in my parents' living room, like we need a brutal, sick name. Yeah. And when someone was just like, we had like a bunch, like we had like something else burial, like Belay of the Dawn or some shit, like. And then we were kind of like just took this from this and this from this, and we were just like Belay my burial, and everyone was like, "That's that's the name, that's it." And it, as time went on, people just started calling us Belay, which is cool. But the technical, like, what it, if you want to give it an actual meaning, it would be uh, to to cheat death or to like postpone death. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's just dope. But it was literally us just being like 15. Like, we need a name. Yeah. I fucking hate coming up with names. So hey, we, it, we, we were Clips crew when we were rapping. Yeah, doing <laughs> self-titled yeah. names is tough, dude. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to do it. But like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah, tough. dude. It's, but dude, it's, no, it's, I it's think tough. that shit sounds dope. Like, it still sounds dope to this day. It's what, yeah, 2021? Smooth. You guys made it when you were 15. Like, you didn't fucking know too much. You know what I mean? That, I still think that shit sounds dope, man. I like that. Thank you, man. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's crazy because I had no idea, like, all these, uh, like that had it had i mean we always have thrived off like a, a cult following like like going back to what i said very diy very underground mm-hmm. so uh it's cool that there's been like kind of like a boom that in this specific era that is so random and it's like I, even i was like people still get care about this shit but it, it's it's really fucking sick and it's even gotten me back to go back and listen to some of those uh some of those bands that I was listening to back then and like, kind of like take myself back in time, you know, a little time capsule. Yeah, man, that shit's so that, always cool. nice. What about the, yeah, the sure. Remy LeVay thing? Uh, well, Remy LeBeau is Gambit's real name. Oh, okay. And I really liked the alliteration of that. Like I liked the way that it flowed off the tongue and Remy is also a character, the way I spell it. Like I actually get Remy from street fighter third strike oh, character. Okay. And he's like the emo dude and third strike and i just like just love that character he's like mysterious and just yeah. kind of incorporated like a little bit of the vibe that i wanted to 
to try and get across. And then LeVay, and you see now, like, uh, Alistair Black, he definitely got Alistair from Alistair Crowley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, like, uh, Seth Rollins took that from Henry Rollins. So Anton LeVay, I was like, that's literally, like, perfect. And, a lot, and like, people know about the, you know, the the Church of Satan and stuff. Like, it's kind of like what you, what you, what, like, the surface, kind of what everyone kind of knows about him. Yeah. What a lot of people don't know is that he started off like in the carnival and he was a carny. So I was like, okay, like the church of Satan was almost more of just like a, like a, like it was more of an idea than it was like, a, you know, it's kind of Levian Satanism is more about, and like, I used to be a lot more into this shit when I was younger, but it's more of just like a philosophy. It's not like you actually believe in a, uh, like an actual like physical devil or anything yeah, like that yeah, yeah. It, it it has more to do with just kind of like individuality and uh just kind of like duality. i don't know yes duality 100 percent, and kind of just like uh you know kind of uh living without any boundaries at it, least that's it, what i took from it with you joining the culmination though it's almost like perfect too like it, it just seems like it fit it you know what i mean like oh, it yeah. kind of it's kind of like the story told itself mm-hmm. before it ever happened exactly exactly and like that was kind of like i think what everyone uh thought like like i think like when the culmination first started popping like everyone was like okay this is like what i kind of always pictured you looking like and doing and acting yeah. and it was like definitely like a natural fit and it let me kind of bring the the like levee uh like m- mindset more into the forefront of the character to be spooky and, and creepy but he was a carny and i was like he he was definitely just like taking people's money back in the day that you know and was just like didn't give a fuck it was living in yeah. san francisco he was people were legit like this dude's a freak but i think like at his core like he like from what i've read and and from like people i've talked to who uh actually like met with him and like cut it up with LeVay. Like he was very much like a showman and, and had a just very down to earth and like a lot more normal than like what a lot of people it. would think. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's kind of like me too. Like people probably think I'm like real crazy and, and uh like like kind of like weird. But like once you get to know me it's I think it's it's yeah like I said you're one of the most down to earth people different. I know dude. But- so that's what attracted to me. And I just thought like if I, I was like, I got to use this name before someone else does because yeah. someone was going to take it. But yeah, I mean, you see the trend people taking, you know. Oh, even uh, we were. <laughs> even we did. Yeah, dude. yeah. We'll keep t- touching on your music, though, dude. Uh, so do you do like the lead vocals in your band? Yeah, uh, I originally started out playing guitar. I still play guitar. I have another band uh, in the works right now that I play guitar in. It's like uh, it's like more like thrashy, kind of like 80s type like hair metal almost but like sleazy like good like hard like guns and roses still a little bit hardcore and stuff so i mean i've played guitar like as my main instrument and in balama burial i was the the second guitarist when we started we had a different singer and when he left the band in like 2007 instead like we literally had like shows booked and he like quit and instead of like canceling the shows i was like dude, I'll just do the vocals. We'll just play with one guitar. And that's how me starting vocals, like even what became a thing, it was just out of necessity at first. And then once uh, I got like comfortable doing it and 
the band really like gassed me up to, to keep doing it. Um, we decided to just like move forward with just like the four of us. And we've had other guitar players over the years, uh, had other guitar players over the years, like come in and play second guitar. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, uh, yeah, it was, uh, as soon as that happened, I pretty much, I never stopped playing guitar, but stopped playing guitar in the band and was just the vocalist at that point. How do you yeah. prepare yourself for like recording and performing? Cause like I checked out some of your music before, like, and dude, like, I don't, I, I, don't, I, did, just, I don't at all. And you stuff. fucking savage. No, that's not true. That's, that's not true. There's a uh, Melissa cross. who's like the sweet old lady created this, uh, like program called the Zen of screaming. And it's literally mm-hmm. like I would I, on tour, I would put it on and it's like crazy warmups. And like, you make all these weird noises and you go up and down in pitch and you like, you'll do shit like you know hold a e and you just do that shit for like 20 fucking minutes and literally if i didn't like when i would not when i would skip that and just go on stage and fucking do it my voice would be shot like oh i can imagine dude yeah fuck yeah so zen is screaming that shit yeah i i don't know how like i'm not a vocalist like i'm not Uh I, I, i like I am a vocalist, but I'm not a vocalist. So that's what I, that's I, just, what I wanted to ask you, bro. Like, whenever that opportunity arose for you to, like, start doing the vocals for your band, did you have it kind of in the back of your mind? Like, even personally, like, dude, I would love to maybe be able to fucking do the vocals. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. And it, like I said, at first, it was just necessity. But, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like as I got into it, I was like, yeah, like, I want to get better at this and yeah, like, find, find my voice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, like, just through support and... Uh, just like literally like grinding and just like being in studios and recording and playing a bunch of shows, just like wrestling. It's like you try new stuff out and you know, you, uh, you add some of the, some new stuff to your repertoire. You find out kind of like what you're good at and kind of like where your, your like uh, happy zone is for vocals and kind of like what your range is. And I've always just kind of like worked off that. I was doing a, a band too, where I was like sing singing and stuff. And right. it's always just kind of, it's always just kind of been like I'll hear it in my head and then I I try and recreate it. But I think I have pretty good like pitch. Like I can hear something and pick up a guitar and like just figure it out. Nice. So you, I'm not like classically trained, but I I have good ears. Do you play any other other instruments other than the guitar? Uh, I mean, I can play bass. If you can play guitar, you can play bass. But okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. like I can like pr- like I like produce stuff, producing stuff. I've made some beats and stuff like that. Oh shout out hell to Price. yeah. Yeah, shout out to Price for sure, dude. Uh, shout out to Price. I hope he watches this. I'm actually supposed to see Price this week, so I'll have to let you know about that. Big love if, for if Price. He pull, if he pulls up. But no, yeah, I, I, I try and do it all, man. I love all types of music. And just like wrestling, I love all types of wrestling. And they really are like linear. Like it's it's crazy how much they like mirror each other. In, Which in do you prefer performing life. in like more than the other? I don't think it's like more than the other i think it's just you get different things out of, out of them like i like being in a band because i get to share that and being on stage like playing music is you know that's like the brotherhood that comes with being in a band you get to do that every night with with like four of your best friends and mm-hmm. a, it's literally just like wrestling you're literally doing the same grind essentially like you're you're, you're driving all day to a show and you, you pull up you play it's a different kind of release i feel like wrestling is with the physical aspect of it it it's um it's a lot more like like if you mess eh, it's kind of the same like if you mess up on stage and you mess up in the ring it's like if you let the people know that you messed up and you're all pissed they'll i was know. just gonna like say you, which which crowd heckles more 
wrestling crowds are way nicer than like uh really hardcore kids for sure i thought it was gonna yeah. be total opposite dude no that's not i don't want to i don't want to hey, yeah no like I'm, that, I'm not saying either one of them's like fully a dick but like i just pictured like you know you've already see how like if even on something on wwe dude everybody gets online oh he fucking fuck this yeah. like everybody just wants to yeah. bitch and it's just like dude like shit happens like fucking move on luckily we play like extreme metal there's like dude there's assholes and, and like uh pretentious people and everything so yeah if, if if you fuck up someone's gonna fucking notice but the more you kind of sell it like the more the, the more people will know so I don't know. I, I really love doing both. I haven't played a show in a long time. Mm -hmm. um, it's just as exhausting for sure, especially if you're screaming. You still have to remember a bunch of yeah, shit. What's, like, what's the day after, like, for after a performance, dude? Is your voice just fucking blown? Is, if do I you, do those do you warm sound ups, like no. me and Joe after a wrestling show. <laughs> if I'm like drinking and smoking and chilling on yeah. smoking like a pack of cigarettes, then yeah, it's rough. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, I mean, if I do those warm ups and like I kind of like uh, pace myself throughout the set, like it's it's not so bad. Uh, touring is hard though because it sucks pulling up to uh, the next city and like you went super hard the night before right. and like like the but like those people in that new city, like even like two, three, four hours away, they weren't at the show last night, so you have to go even harder. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it sucks when you when your voice is like shot or something. Like I've had that happen a couple times and. It, it's it's no fun it sucks that's something that sucks is it's not like a guitar or doing vocals is hard because you it's it's coming out of your your body so it's like you don't you don't you have to rely on keeping your voice in good shape on yeah, the road, and staying especially healthy the, and shit yeah it, it, dude and, and staying healthy on tour is fucking hard yo i can, I I can imagine dude yeah. have you ever, in a lot in a lot of ways have you ever used your band's music as entrance music in wrestling uh i used actually sammy callahan and eric ryan young was it eric ryan i think eric it's eric ryan, ryan. he's like the punk dude i think no eric cannon my bad okay. eric cannon used to be in a tag team with sammy back in the day and i was just being a mark for sammy on facebook and they came out to my band shit and that That's kind sick, of also dude. helped launch me into like becoming a wrestler i was like okay this is sick like that is i'm the cool band dude that's like talking to sammy callahan and he's using my fucking music but yeah. i don't think i've ever i don't think i've ever used my i don't think i've ever used my own shit and do you think, it, do you think it's really would? stupid uh my friend ben duty my one of my best friends just made me like a theme i think i'm gonna use it this weekend so uh Hell i'm not yeah, saying yeah, I, I wouldn't i've made th i've tried to make themes for other people too um but yeah that's just kind of like an obvious like I'm trying to get better at incorporating both of them, but I, in the past I feel like I've tried to keep them separated, like okay. separate. But um, yeah, I mean, I, it's crazy that I don't have, I haven't made my own theme music, but it's something I've I've thought about here and there, on and off. But I'm just always like, uh, like the culmination theme and the theme I use by myself. It's just like I love those those themes, and I, I always yeah, that culmination theme is a fucking banger, dude. And what's cool about that is that band, Blama Barrel, actually toured with that band. Back no in the day. shit sick dude that's actually super sick dude. yeah so it, it kind of and atticus uh who picked it had like no idea when he picked it so that was like just oh shit a, dude a cool, it's cool a fucking small world dude so what are some of your goals musically that you guys still have left whether it just be you as a single artist or you with your band with the new project uh we just want to stay consistent with it and eventually be able to to form a real band because like right now it, it kind of is like a studio project and like uh, that's probably how it's going to be like presented initially, but um, 
that's probably the biggest goal is just to be able to actually uh, play shows with this new project and travel. Um, and most importantly, just stay consistent with it and, uh, you know, keep it going as long as we can. As, as we get older, um, I think that that's like important to, to me and, and Adam, the guitar player. It's, it's, it's kept us really close and it, it keeps us uh, working on something together. It's like super special. And uh, just can't wait for everyone to, to, to hear it. And we've been working insanely hard on it. We have some really cool uh, plans for like the rollout with it, with the visuals. Dude, I was just gonna say maybe maybe on the rollout, maybe you give us a little uh, a little snippet of something, and we'll play it on here too. Just oh, just hell yeah. a little sneak I would love preview that. for everybody, dude. That would be sick. I'd love that. Maybe maybe uh, I will use one of these uh, one of these new songs uh, as a theme because be I think this stuff will fit really really well. Hell it's very yeah, cinematic. Dude, let's go. It's heavy. It's cinematic. It's uh, it like I said, it picks up where Belima Burial left off in a good way it's a, a little bit more like uh up to date with our tastes as artists and uh definitely going to be more up to date with um all the visuals and just kind of like hopefully the consistency of like the content and singles albums and stuff like that like it's definitely gonna still be 100 percent diy out the gate mm -hmm. uh we're definitely gonna send it around and um if someone wants to pick us up or put out the, uh, the full length album, um, that would certainly be uh, an awesome goal to accomplish. Um, but if not, we'll just be doing it like we've always done just ourselves. Of course, dude. And yeah. uh, I mean, I almost prefer it that way. I know like Wrestle Rex right now isn't a thing because Rex Theater obviously went on out of business, but it would be kind of cool to do kind of like we just had Matt Light on and like he was talking about how like at certain shows that have like bands perform or you even said wrestling in oh, a yeah. warp tour, you know, what I mean, like something like that. It would be kind of dope to do something like that locally where you get to perform and then also get to perform in the ring within the same show. That would be sick. Oh, oh be yeah, that would night. be sick. Yeah. <laughs> I sure. need like a I need like a week vacation after that, bro. Which which <laughs> do you think you would rather perform first? Would you rather do your in-ring performance first or your on-stage performance uh let's get the match out of the way okay let's do that first i want to get that out of the way because that's gonna that's gonna be where i have to remember the most mm, and okay. then give me like 25 to chill and then like i'll do the set word kid. but that would be that would be fucking awesome and i've learned so much from both of these worlds and that have so much in common that uh you know, trying to bring them closer uh, is something that down the road with this new project, I would I would love to be able to do. And like, that's what's cool about uh, like metal and wrestling, like go hand in hand, like uh, even like going back to like ECW days. And like, I remember that really stood out to me, like all the grunge and really cool, like music video edits that ECW used to make. And it just was like underground and DIY and like the good kind of shitty. Yeah. And that is definitely like in the back of my head when I'm doing music and stuff is trying to also just like wrestling, you know, reach out to 12 year old me, you know, what would 12 year old me, you know, w would he think this is cool or would he like this? And yeah. like, I always think about that with wrestling and I always think about that with music. And it's like, that was like the age where like, you, you're not worried about what other people think, like your intentions and your interests are like very pure and, you know, like, like speaking from, for myself, like, uh, you know, back then, like when I was a kid, like all the metal that I was getting into, a lot of that stuff is like insanely so important to me today, just like wrestling. So that's definitely another goal is to try and, you know, bring these two worlds closer together. And if I can, uh, 
you know, collab the two worlds together in some kind of way, that that would that would be awesome. That would be sick. Uh, to go back to our wrestling, talking about wrestling and stuff. This past weekend, though, two PW finally returned for their first live show during the pandemic, like since the pandemic really like hit companies hard. And first, I want to shout out to PW. It was a de- definitely a fun show for sure. Yes, um, it was. absolutely. So good to be back in front of like, you know, IWC. We've we've had the crowds there for the last couple shows, but like, besides a couple other companies in West Virginia, shout out Real Shoot, shout out Tim Cross, it's my boy. Shout out TJ. Um, besides that, I I mean I haven't really gotten to travel much in the last year, so just being able to to go up to Freeport and be in that new building, and it, it took everyone, us by surprise because like. How it said like a sports center or something. We pull up, we're like, this is a church. Like this is not a sports center at all. And then we realized like we looped around the road, like right behind it. And then we realized that that was like a gymnasium connected. And dude, it's for anyone that hasn't been to this venue yet, dude, it is actually super roomy, super comfortable, super it was, awesome, great, super mm-hmm. chill environment. The only downfall I was pissed was like, I don't know about you, Remy, but we had no cell phone service at all. So like, oh, oh, bro, that, dude, that was, was the only thing. <laughs> the we best, get out of the, the show best buildings and then, don't. We get out of the show, dude, and we we had a homie that was like arrested, and we were like, "Holy fuck!" Like we oh, now yeah. we got to get the fuck out of here. Instantly. Oh god, that sucks. <laughs> but hopefully uh, he's all right. Fuck yeah, he's 12. cool. I'm glad you touched on it, though. I'm glad you touched on it. You say fuck uh, twelve now. What's up with you working with a detective in the match, though, dog? You say fuck twelve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think he's trying to move past that. I think he's uh, in light of what happened. I don't think he can be very, uh, very proud to call himself a detective. Yeah. I think that that's more that's more of a. Officer Murphy's uh, bag. That match was definitely fun to watch, though. Um, no, shout out David Hetfield for sure. Yeah, he, shout out to him and those, Xander. Those and Xander, yeah. I mean, uh, never got to work with uh, Hetfield before. Xander's like still pretty uh, fresh out the gate, and I'm really proud of uh, how far he's come in such a short amount of time. I got to do some cool stuff with him in RC in Cleveland, and uh, you know he works really hard and is just another dude that knows exactly like who he is and what he's trying to get across. And it's just been cool to kind of like see him learn and get to work with him now that he's had some time. And uh, yeah, he's just getting better and better. And and Hetfield is in great shape. And like, just from talking to him and and, uh, from being in a ring with him and just, you know, how hard he hits and how hard he works. And like, it was a pleasure. And uh, Marshall uh, with two PW has a really special thing going there. He's always looked another guy that's always, looked out for like the the the, the underdogs the young yeah. talent the uh you know like uh has always put his uh, arm around the misfits so to see uh 2pw as well uh grow into like uh, like such a uh, a beast of a company that's yeah, just well oiled this past weekend so it was awesome yeah bro, standing room only. Success. those fans were hot the whole night you know like great crowd out there and and you feel like they really appreciate it because they live kind of they're out a little bit more in the cut and they don't get wrestling every month. So um, they really come out and like show love and, and appreciate it. I, it sucks right now without having to, uh, without having intermission and mm-hmm. being able to actually get really close. And that's uh, one of my favorite parts. Oh, about yeah, wrestling. Yeah, yeah, bro. Too. yeah. Yeah. It's just being able to talk to the fans and like, it's important to me to, uh, to, to give that show that love and give that love back. Even in the, the 20 minutes of an intermission, like, uh, you know that, that not having that has really sucked, but I think I think we'll have that back here hopefully pretty soon in the next couple of months, maybe early next year. Definitely on the worth playing it safe. 
Do you know if two PW shows going forward are going to be at that versus their old location? I think they're going back to Worthington Civic Center, but that building okay. is a uh, that building's nice too. I really like Marshall. Just knows what he's doing. He's been doing this for so long, but he also really cares about the talent and wants and the fans, and he wants to present a product that uh, is legit and that looks good and the in a place that you know people want to come to see wrestling and. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Like uh, a building can really make or break a show, you know? And uh, uh, I think it's harder to do it at the other place just because it's so tight, but like post pandemic or post everybody getting their shots or herd immunity or whatever ends up happening. Like (laughs) I feel like the, the confineness of it all gives it a really like a a small ECW ish, like vibe. It's so tight. Yeah, dude. And I love that. Once everything settles down, dude, like that wrestling crowd at that other place is dope because of just how fucking confined everything it is. Like you could throw a chair from one part of the room to the next, dude, and I'm hitting somebody right in the head. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you close your eyes. Yeah. yeah. No, Worthington Civic Center. I mean, there hasn't been, I don't remember a 2PW show that wasn't packed out. So yeah, I look forward to to doing, continuing uh, my career in 2PW. And for those fans specifically, like, you know, just stay patient and, uh, Hopefully everything will be back to normal, you know, sooner than later. But yeah, man, that two PW is is a great place to work, and Marshall's doing a lot of uh, special stuff with it. And and you can tell he really cares. I mean, he really puts a lot of work into it for as long as he as he's been doing. I mean, you do something long enough, it doesn't matter what it is. Like it is hard sometimes to to put your best foot forward if if you grow like if you if you just literally have been doing something for that long. So to just see him, you know, it's inspiring to me. And it's just kind of like a reminder to like, you know, if you really care about this, like really always give it the, the attention that it deserves and you're going to get what you, uh, you're going to get back, like what you put in. So mm-hmm. everything that Marshall's done with, with 2PW, uh, the stories, the talent, uh, the buildings, everything he's done is just such attention to detail. And I think that that is uh, definitely like, insanely important when not only just running a company but when you're doing anything but definitely when you're running a wrestling company you have to really pay attention to those things and listen to your fans and know your market and know your talent and uh marshall couldn't be better at at that so i mean salute to marshall and and shout outs to 2pw yeah for sure and we definitely want to have Marshall on here. So if he, if he's listening right really now, Marshall, I definitely hope to have you on. And if he's not listening, we're going to definitely end up reaching out to him and definitely hope oh, to yeah. have him on. Have you heard any rumors or anything? Maybe a little, maybe a little snippet. If you're going to be a on the next show at two PW. Um, I think unfortunately that day I, uh, I have, a, I have a different, another booking. Okay. So I got to talk to Marshall about that, but, um, I mean, it's a priority company for me. So even if it's not this next show, uh, which I have like prior uh, obligations to, mm-hmm. um, I plan on on going as far as going I can there. It. It's real easy to go super hard for Marshall. You know, I think that that's like you. I want to always. Uh, I, I always want him to be happy with and and happy that he he had me uh, be a part of the roster and stuff. So uh, nothing specific off top, that I know off the top of my head, but. Um, they've done a really good job. Sorg's done a really good job of like running the social media and getting the promos out there. And there are a lot of really good promos uh, from this last show. So I would just keep your eyes peeled uh, to the two PW Instagram prospect per wrestling Instagram and Twitter. And uh, 
I think there'll probably probably be some more info coming out here probably within the next week or two, getting everyone awesome. all, all hyped. But yeah, I don't know. I'm hyped. I, I'd like, even if I'm not going to be there, I'd love to know uh, what the next show is looking like. Awesome. For sure. This Saturday, though, we got IWC's Eliminator, which if you haven't got your tickets already, make sure you cop them because I'm, I'm sure they haven't sold out yet, being that it's outside. So we got a little more leniency as far as the capacity. Um, Brownsville then, driving, baby. Yeah, if you're not going to make it, make sure you got the IWC network. And the um, last one was a lot of fucking fun, dude. So yeah, dude. you already know what time it is. Make sure you bring your fucking sunscreen, though. And then I don't, I don't, right now it says 90% chance of rain. So hopefully the fucking rain goes away and we can all party. But oh, bro. as of right yeah, now, that's... though, say the show goes on, you find yourself teaming with the bank breakers. You got the main event on your team. You got Joe's boy, Chest Flexer. Hell yeah. And, uh, Hell yeah. Flexer's <laughs> a legend, bro. He is. Uh, and then you love, guys love flexor. You guys find yourself taking on Money Talks. Who right now? That's who my money's on. No offense, Rummy, but you know hey. we got Money Shot. We got Young Tony. We got our boy Tito. So how are you liking your odds coming out of this first round? Besides Young Tony, I I haven't gotten to work with uh, Elijah. I haven't got to work with Nystrom. I haven't got to work with Tito yet. So uh, I'm excited just uh, based on the fact that it's a, f- a fresh matchup for me in a lot of ways. True, man. Yeah. Obviously, uh, culmination, myself and Otis. Um, it's going to be hard to get along with, with Duke and Gannon after the last couple months, for sure. Right, man. Pretty sure I'm stepping into this one. Only one representing the culmination this weekend. So mm-hmm. I will be on my own, but that's kind of been a, a driving like uh, motivation for me this year is to like, you know, get some shit done on my own. So it's time for me to, to show up and prove that uh, I can rep the C with the best of them. Does it feel uh, weird kind of going in there on like a baby face team when the culmination? I mean, I'm not saying they're dirty, but, you know, we got to do what you got. I mean, anyone's a baby face against uh, Team Big League, I think. Yeah, or, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, those are some assholes, bro. <laughs> and uh, I mean, but they're fucking good, man. And I definitely we definitely have our work cut out for us. I mean, make no mistake about it. They've earned those tag team titles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. Me and Otis been gunning for those titles. Duke and Gannon are gunning for those titles. So outside of this match, there's so much uh, so much building between you know all of us uh, with Atticus, with, uh, with Elijah Dean, with me and Otis, with the main event. Um, we saw uh, Team Big League, you know, recruit Tito, and we saw what Tito did to Jamie Jameson this past weekend. So I know I got my work cut out, out for me, but Slowly but surely, you know, bro, I've been taking better care of myself. Been back in the gym a little bit. I've been focused. I feel like I've been a lot more focused lately. So, you know, as long as Flexer and Main Event don't get in my way and we can all kind of coexist, I think we'll come out with the W. But uh, it's going to be a cluster for sure. There's a lot of heat going into this and a lot of emotions. And uh, I just hope everyone comes with, you know, the mindset of just picking up that W for the team, whether or not, you know, we all get along. Now, the biggest advantage you have in this, though, is being that you and Otis are currently the number one contenders. You kind of get the facts. Not only, yeah, you, facts. You, you get not only an opportunity to be in the ring against your future opponents, but you also get the whether you advance or whether you don't advance, you get to see how they work as a team even more throughout the whole show, whether it's against you or whether you eliminate them in the first round. You, you just get a little piece of it all. You know what I mean? So Absolutely, I was, bro. 
I was wondering going into this show. Previously, we had Elijah Dean on, okay? And All right. Elijah Dean said, you, Otis, need to take a page out of their book. They said, you guys need to get Atticus the fuck out of here, just like they took John McChesney out of here, because your so-called, quote, leader isn't around anymore, and you guys are making a name for yourself. So I was wondering, how do you feel about that 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 advice? Do you feel he's <clears throat> saying that to maybe take your mind off of your focus going into this match? I think Elijah needs to follow what Addy's doing. I mean, we all do, bro. <laughs> I mean, he can talk that shit all he wants, you know, and like, yeah, like he, you know, he's not around all the time, but like, don't get it twisted. No one's more supportive of, and no one knew that that was going to happen more than me, bro. Like I knew this was going to happen. And to have Addy come back a couple months ago uh, and kind of go back to basics with just the three of us after everything the group had been through like the last year and, Addy really focusing on on what he's been up to what he's doing in his own journey like yeah maybe uh you know maybe Elijah thinks that uh we've been you know hung out left to dry but the combination's all about tough love I, I don't need Atticus to to hold my hand anymore and I think Otis and I both kind of relied on that and I think Atticus not being around as much has helped me and Otis really focus on handling our own and making sure that we can get it done and proving that we can get it done, whether Atticus is there or not. Uh, it, it's not a competition. It's not about, uh, you know, and like, that's just Elijah trying to stir up, you know, he's playing mind games. I'm that's the mind racer, baby. I know all about this. He's trying to get in <laughs> our heads. He's trying to start conflict from within the group. And uh, it's just not going to happen. Not anytime soon, you know, Addy, as soon as Elijah, that's the thing with Atticus, like as soon as Elijah thinks he's safe or he's been running his mouth a lot, and you saw that note that was left for him in that locker, bro, Atticus pays attention to everything. He pays attention to everything that's going on in IWC. He pays attention to everything that's going on with me and Otis. He might not say it. He might not come out and make it known, but he he does. And uh, when the time's right, I can't wait to see Atticus get his hands on Elijah, bro. Elijah, oh, know, for real, dude, bro. Is the promo? You gotta watch your mouth, bro. Going into the next, that whenever, <laughs> whenever that show happens, dude. Between Ad- if that match ever happens, Atticus versus Elijah Dean, dude, Justin Plummer is gonna be fucking rolling around in cash because both of those right now, as far as guys on the independent level putting out promos and like just their social media's presence and everything, dude, both of those guys are fucking a plus. And it's like, they are the epitome of like the dudes in high school who used to like make fun of us and, you know, shove us in lockers and and boss us around and bully us and shit. And it's like, it's a perfect, like, you know, we're still those weird weirdo kids and there are still those fucking douchey jocks. So to me, it's a perfect marriage in the ring. You know, it's, there's, like I said, there's like real heat there. There's, there's real history now there. And like, as this story unfolds, uh, I think it, I think it's going to get a lot uglier before uh, anything else. So, like I said, man, I'm ready for this weekend. I'm ready for Tito. I know they try to have Tito take me out maybe so that they can focus on the main event. And, uh, you know, I have eyes in the back of my head going into this weekend. I'm trusting only myself. I'm trusting the sea. And, like I said, hopefully uh, Duke and Gannon can, uh, can chill. Hopefully Chest uh is focused and oh, just will be focused <laughs> i agree bro flexor is the man I, I got mad love for flexor i actually really look forward to uh 
to him being on our team this weekend. But I think our team is kind of is kind of slept on, bro. I think that uh, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna come out on top this weekend. And like I said, man, it's it's you know my boys might not be with me this weekend, but you know this weekend's gonna come and this weekend's gonna go. Whatever happens, happens. But, obviously, uh, obviously, you're focused on the team ahead of you guys. The whole money talk. Exactly. Is there another team? that really stands out to you that you find to be a really big threat to possibly win it all? I mean, Duke and Gannon, for sure. They are the definition of a tag team. Like, mm-hmm. they've been working as a team for so long. And, like, that was also what was really cool about the culmination is, like, there's been so many uh, cool combinations. Like, me and Addy have tagged. Addy and Otis, obviously, have tagged. Me and Otis now are number one contenders. Uh, you know, uh, in Cleveland, like, we've all tagged. We've tagged. We've all teamed with Gory. Like, there's been so many different uh combinations of of the group um but duke and gannon are a laser focused tag team and they're they play they don't play any games so you know everything that we've been going through with them everything we've been going through with money shot you know you have uh hardcore uh hooven and jamie uh yeah, they're, they're teaming just, with our boy they're RC. Just, yeah they're yeah, they're just as hungry, bro. So the tag team division, I think Plummer and, and all the fans are gonna get uh something really special from this current tag team division. Uh it feels very real, it feels very organic, and uh there's a lot of tension, and that's what you need. Uh what's what every good match needs, you know, it needs stakes, it needs uh competition. And uh, you know, I think that tag team wrestling in IWC is in, in a really good shape. But honestly, all three of those teams include and and including us. Uh, the four the four teams and you know there's uh the uh there's some other teams in IWC too uh you you got lawless you got lawless and order you got the regulators you know it, it's in a really good like healthy I mean, uh, there's even Johnny Patch and Chase Gar that haven't really Johnny, had a chance to show themselves but absolutely but in terms of the established main teams that are going on yeah. right now the, the I mean I think you're gonna see uh, a, a chase between main event the culmination and uh hardcore uh, hammer time i mean we're all hungry bro we all want those titles and now we have something to fight for and we're all uh, we're all hungry and what about only... this saturday though how about as far as the eliminator teams is there any <laughs> other team that you guys feel like all right well once we get through money talks that we maybe have to focus on because i know it comes down to like a oh, i think it, is it the blues and the reds end up facing each other correct i i believe so yes uh palace's team is looking pretty nice there's a lot of new young talent, like a lot of debuting talent. Yeah. Is there anybody um, in particular weekend? that you're looking forward to like seeing their debut? I mean, I'm sure everybody, but is there anybody that really stands out that you want to see what they have to offer? I'm stoked to see the, uh, the hooligan. Okay. Uh, I think his name's Julian. Yeah. Uh, he's got the rugby thing going on. I'm stoked to see him. Uh, I've honestly lost track of all the IWC training classes yeah, like course. over the last three years, but um, all those, all those, those kids have been working super hard and like the debut is such a big moment. And I feel bad for everyone that kind of got, uh, fucked over by the pandemic last year that affected their debuts. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just anxious to see, uh, all these crazy combinations. I think the teams were put together. Like there's some really weird, but like, you know, it's, it's weird, but like, uh, intriguing, like in a good way. Like I want to see, some of these te- how some of these teams play out but my focus is 100 percent on those tag titles and scouting scouting in my match to report back to otis and atticus and let them know you know do my my best to kind of see where the 
where the waters lay, so to speak. We normally end our podcast with two things. So we do first we start out with a wrestling Mount Rushmore. And then we oh, start, hell yeah. and, and then we finish off with 10 random questions. We'll go with the wrestling Mount Rushmore. And I, with you being a, a musician, I was wondering if we could do like a musician one, maybe two. Maybe like your oh, four shit. top that, main influences or something. You know what I mean? That would be really cool. Okay. So we'll start with the wrestling one then. Uh, is this like who I think is the greatest or just like my, my personal Mount Rushmore? We, we've, we've done it in multiple ways. We'll just let us know what, how you want to do it. We, we prefer the personal Mount Rushmore. Sting, Terry Funk. Fully, Austin. You'd Sean. be good. That's four. Oh, four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. No, those are uh, fucking oh, a four. Yeah, dude, that That's was. A, good. I'll take that. Yours was the most original. Like I feel like so far too. So like I fuck with that. Because everyone's like Flair, Sean, yeah. The Rock, Austin. It's or Cena. It's like yeah. yeah it's like yeah. Of course they. That right. Is the, right. Right. The right. Real, Mount real answer. But like mm-hmm. when it comes personally to me, like yeah, Funk, Fully, Sting. Fucking Word. Austin. You could you could substitute Austin or uh, Sean. So earlier though, you did touch on saying you, that, that you uh went to CZW shows, and then you obviously you should be a fan of like hardcore style wrestling, right? And like death matches and stuff. For sure. Do you think with like the way the four four zero thing going on right now, and like the Attic- the way Atticus is kind of like taking his journey more into that realm right now, do you ever see yourself venturing into that? I mean, I've done some hardcore shit. Me and Palace had a pretty crazy match, like, by my standards, you know. Uh, I'm not going to roll it out, you know. It's just not – it doesn't come as naturally to me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm more I'm more pussy, bro. Like, <laughs> Addy's on that next level of shit. Hey, he's young. He's fucking trucking, bro. Like, yeah. I'm my ass – I'm fucking getting old, bro. So, if I'm going <laughs> to do that shit, blow me the fuck up. And that'll be that'll be the end of it, bro. But no, no. It, in all seriousness, man, like, it's, an, it's a whole nother – art form and like i don't want to be that dude to just hop on the train for the clout you know like you you. gotta really be like you gotta really be about that shit bro and you gotta really know what you're doing in there and you know like my broke ass isn't gonna fucking like me going to like i won't even go to the hospital like i should have gone to the hospital i'll do anything to avoid a hospital (laughs) bill bro right dude but no no in all seriousness, man, I, I've considered it. I would do it. It would it would have to depend on, on some things. But like I said, uh, you know, if the story's right and the match is right, I, I would love to do it. It's uh it's something yeah. I would it's definitely on my bucket list for sure. I think on your bucket list, then I think maybe down the road we have to have you like you and Atticus in a death match. That way oh, just, just the story oh, I would and, love that. Yeah. Just the way you two could work together, I think would be yeah, fucking dude. awesome, dude. The storytelling alone would be awesome. Oh my god. When but he was about- doing his little uh when he was doing his little list like the last one he made before i know dude you really were fun. on it and i was i was on dude, it dude. right you were i was pissed he didn't yeah. make one this year i was gonna hopefully if we get a chance to have him on i was gonna ask him like Yo, what's up with the hit list this year like i was getting like so sick something. dude yeah. he had to he's had to have crossed off all those names by now yeah dude and d- even the fact that like the one time he had kane on i'm like how and then he ended and up going to like see him in like yep. a, yeah yeah dude. that yep. was sick so Masada, how about your- obviously the biggest one like i know that was really special to him yeah, dude, I'm I'm fucking I'm That's trying to get fire. a hold get my hands on that ring gear, dude. That would be sick for the yeah. man cave. Yeah, bro. Yeah, me and, you are, me and him gear. are in talks right now, so hopefully it falls through. Yeah, that's on, on, all that. All, all the he had like ten sets. Like, a, uh, I told him I hit him up. I was like, I know you're getting like crazy gear for each show. Like, I want you like send me pictures and shit. So yeah, he's just he's so fucking creative, bro. And like, uh, he reminds me a lot of of me when I was younger. When I was just like committed to fucking 
what I was doing 100% can't tell me nothing like fuck work fuck a girlfriend like mm-hmm. he's really about his shit and like I said I knew I knew from the start as soon as I met him that that he had some something special bro and I miss him a lot bro like I, I definitely I, I definitely miss him but uh you know he he's got a lot on his plate I couldn't be happier for him and uh you know I talk to him pretty much every other day just checking in on him and shit and uh, I can't wait to have him to see him again I can't wait to for shit to open up a little bit more be able to go up to Cleveland and uh just get to hang out with him and Otis you know because yeah. you know we really are that tight like behind the scenes so you know both those dudes are just some crazy ohio like crazy motherfuckers and they'll yeah. fuck you up i got you how about your music rush mount rushmore then we, we gotta get that one done too M- music rushmore mount rushmore it's got to be like uh robert smith from the cure uh ian curtis probably trent Reznor, and james hetfield sick dude That's so like the cure joy division metallica and I forget who else I said, but yeah, that would be my top. That'd be my Mount Rushmore just off the top of music. That concludes us to our 10 randoms. Uh, these basically aren't, I, you've listened to the pod before. You already know they're yeah. not directed right to you. They're just as, as follows. So we'll okay. start out with number one is, does your car have any magnets or stickers on it? No, I've kept my car like real stock and low key. Cause I don't, I, I don't want to get pulled over. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you prefer, Nicki Minaj or Cardi B? Oh shit, Nicki, but it's because I'm old and like came up on Nicki and and Wayne. No, I, I can agree. Cash money, baby. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, <laughs> Taking yeah. over from the but night. Cardi, Cardi's Cardi's sick. Like she's she's sick. I like her. She has a good voice. I like her like vibe, like her attitude. Like she definitely like put like uh, females back in the game pretty yeah, hard. True. And. Uh, yeah, I'm going Nikki though, just because that's my era. Do you consider yourself OCD? Absolutely. I we had fucking bed bugs like two years ago, bro, and it like I have PTSD and like crazy OCD now. <laughs> oh, I can imagine, dude. It's fucking crazy. It's so crazy now. Like I've always been like a clean, like a clean dude. Like, but now it's like, like I I can I catch myself like tweaking about it, like. Like Howie Mandel style. I'm not a germ. I'm not like a germaphobe, actually. So that, that's not right. But like, yeah, dude, I I definitely have some weird OCD. Uh, do you have any pre-show rituals? Uh, yeah, I kind of just like close my eyes and collect myself, and like kind of just like go over uh, go over things in my head. I try and think about you know loved ones, family, people that aren't here anymore. Kind of salute them before going out there. You know, ask they have my back and keep us all safe and shit. Kind of like a little prayer, but it's more or less to uh, like, you know, like just thoughts and like people that that aren't around anymore. I kind of just like it's more just like kind of just thinking of them more than anything, you know, and trying to use that to to realize like, yo, you're about to go do this. You're living your dream. Yeah. Like do it. Do it for the people that that loved you and showed you love. Right, growing up. Yeah. People that aren't around anymore, you know. So that's definitely a ritual. Uh, is what's the best hoagie shop that you've ate at? Shit, hoagies. Uh, Uncle Sam's is fire. I, I really fuck with Uncle Sam's. I'm not like a huge. One. I'm not like a huge hoagie guy, but Uncle Sam's Waterworks is like I was going there like raising hell like <laughs> when I was like twelve. <laughs> <laughs> getting um, kicked out of there, getting kicked out of Waterworks and shit. 
in the locker room, who would you pick as your beer pong partner? Ooh, that's a real fucking good question. I gotta go Jock or Pollock. I feel yeah, like, like we're solid. Yeah, I, I feel, feel like, like those are Jack super would solid. be the solid fucking pick. But I don't know how Jock's rocking, but I feel like Jack Pollock would be yeah, your fucking yeah. go to. Duke or Gavin too. They can fucking go. Maybe that should be your pre-show ritual this week. If you're on the <laughs> team, just to get a little team building going on. Yeah, you you'll have to to carry me out to the ring. I suck at beer pong. <laughs> I'd be drinking all the cups. <laughs> Who would win a game of hot hands? Freddy Krueger or Wolverine? Shit. Freddy, because Freddy can just like disappear and get you in your fucking dreams. Yeah, I'm going true. with Freddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid answer. Weapon X con- is hard though. Who do you consider your biggest fan? You guys. Well, yeah. Straight up. ESP baby. <laughs> straight up, man. That's that's real shit. I got, I got a lot of love for you guys. And oh uh, no, we love you, dude. Yeah, big packs. All the support, not even just like you know, merch and shit. That's really helpful and cool. But just it's shit like this and the love and the messages and the pictures, like that shit just makes makes us all feel so good, man. So gotta show gotta shout you guys out. Not just saying that because I'm doing the podcast. Like you guys would be, you know, my number one favorite fucking people. There's a there's so many people that that are fucking awesome fans and just awesome friends. You know, you guys are like my homies now, you know, so I don't even really think of you as fans as much, but, but, but the support that you guys show, uh, and just how respectful you guys are and and how smart you guys are about the business and how to conduct yourselves. Like that goes a long way. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that that would agree with that. Uh, the next question is, do you have a celebrity lookalike? Shit. Um, People have told me I look like uh, Josh Hartnett from like the faculty, but I think it's just because I got the gap. He was in Sin City. He was in the faculty. Uh, The dude from the White Stripes back in the day. Uh, Dude from MCR back in the day, Gerard Way. But I I really don't think I do, man. I really don't think. The one I've heard heard within our core group of people around us was uh, like, I I don't watch the show, but I know who he was. Have you ever seen the show iCarly? I know about it, but I, I don't know. Shit There's like an that, like a shit. big. I don't know whether he's a big brother or like a roommate or something, but like somebody was like, "Yo, he." I think his dude, the character <laughs> like Spence, and then they like pulled up a picture, and I was like, "Fuck, he does kind of look like like an emoed out version of him or yeah. something." No, you do, you do, you do. I see it. You gotta, you gotta send me that yeah. after this. I'll, I'll, I'll have to see that. Okay. No, sure. I that, yeah, probably probably like Jack White, White Stripes guy, but I don't even look like I don't even look like that anymore. That was when I was young. Yeah. But yeah, bro, I I I, I don't know. That's, I don't think so. Cool. Not that, yeah. not that, not off top. I'll probably think right, right, after, right. as soon as this is over, but not off top. The final question is say there's a bat shit crazy ladder match and it's between these competitors. Who would win? You got All right. Gary Busey, Steve O, before he was sober, Charlie oh, Sheen, God. Mel Gibson, Aaron Carter, and Kanye West. Holy fuck, bro. <laughs> Dude, I'm going Busey because I'm. Me and my girlfriend, shout out to Tony. Me and my girlfriend met Gary Busey like two years ago or something. And he was like fucking fried. He was just like, like, obviously it was like all about talking to, to her and like couldn't give two fucks that I was there. <laughs> he was fucking, he had like black shit all over his hands. Oh, he was fucking fried. Have you watched the Gary, B- Gary Busey pet judge? No, but it's funny that you've met him, dude, because I met him before and like, he was like, you want to hear a joke? And I was like, sure. And he was like, why do witches ride brooms? And I was like, why? He's like, because vacuum cleaners are too noisy. And then he just walked away. And I was like, what? Holy the fuck. fuck? 
the, the show that uh, the, there used to be a show on Comedy Central called I'm with Busey in like the early 2000s. I think most of it's on on YouTube. And like that show is fucking insane. He was like even more fucking wild when I met him. So like either he's like a genius and he's working everyone at this point in his career or he's literally just like gone like full fucking insane. Didn't, didn't he have like a motorcycle accident or something that like caused him to be like scramble brain? Yeah, and I think people have said that like uh, he, he's never really been the same after that. Yeah, dude, it, that's a shame. But all I know, dude, is like when he had said that shit to me, like I, I was just kind of like, what just fucking happened? Like, you got to check out "I'm with Busey." It's it, it's awesome. It's all it's on YouTube. Too? Did he does he do it on the show? I know he has those things. I I forget what the technical term is for it, but it's like an abbreviation where like he'll just like say a word. Like for instance, I'm wearing an A7. Oh yes, 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 yes. Like. He'll just he does take that word all the time. And, yeah, dude. I didn't know if he did that on the show because he did that in front of us too. And I was just kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he'll be like, Alba, always, always, be, Abla, always be looking out or something. Yeah, Abla, yeah. always be looking out. <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. No, he does. He, he didn't say any of that crazy shit. He literally like just didn't even acknowledge I was there. He was just like, <laughs> he's trying to fight like, Gaga girl. over my girl. Yeah, which is like, <laughs> I, I would have been cool with that. It's Busey. Talking to Gary but, uh, Busey is yeah. fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the, that day was fucking crazy. It was worth like the sixty or whatever the fuck we paid to get the pick, but that that shit was yeah. Was that like a Comic Con type deal? Yeah, that was at Still City Con. It was like him and a bunch of people. But yeah, dude, that Busey's taking the the climbing that ladder. He's yeah. that's why that's my pick. How about you, Joe? I want to know your answer. Oh, I was going Steve-O on that one, baby. That's my man's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going Steve. Nitrous. But like Nitrous Steve-O. Yeah, oh, that's what I'm saying, bro. Just <laughs> yes. Yeah, I feel like Steve-O just would give zero fucks. Uh he wouldn't even feel any pain. So like he's fucking killing <laughs> that shit, dude. Yeah, that's a solid answer too. I, I <laughs> yeah, had Gary yeah, Busey, yeah. but you're Steve-O's, convincing me. <laughs> Gibson and Kanye. Fuck. I mean, I still got love for Kanye, but Fuck Mel Gibson. Yeah, <laughs> big facts. Uh, well, that concludes the podcast, basically, dude. Uh, do you have any upcoming, like, whether it's wrestling shows or music shows that you'd like to plug? Oh, uh, yeah. Got, even, uh, even, I, even merch and social media, too. Plug all that, dude. Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, Facebook, Remy LeVay. Twitter, Remy LeVay. Instagram, Remy LeVay. Uh, RemyLeVay.BigCartel.com. I got some uh, shirts left on there. Since we haven't been able to sell a lot of merch live, I've been trying to uh, keep my online store up to date. So shout out to everyone who has bought something off the online store or uh, met up with me to grab a shirt or something like that shit means so much. And like I said, it's, it's 100% DIY. So if you order something, I get the, the email. I'm literally grabbing the shirt, packaging it, going to the post office, sending it out myself. Uh, running the store myself, keeping the inventory up to date. Um, so definitely go check that out. I will usually only do like, you know, 24 per design. So we'll, once they're gone, they're gone. I think that's that's a cool part to it. Uh, uh, got IWC this Saturday. We got uh, Real Shoot coming up on the 15th. And I think there's some uh, a couple other dates coming up off the top of my head as we get into summer. I know IWC is going to be back at the Wild Things Park. Uh, that was so so awesome. The Everyone that uh, let us do our thing there and let us hang out. Shout-outs to uh, the Wild Things, uh, Washington Wild Things. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm just ready for summer. Like, we're going to hopefully uh, 
be finishing up this music shit, our, our first single to send off to post production. And uh, as far as any live events with like music and stuff, um, it's just kind of month to month as things like open back up. But definitely go hit that big cartel. Follow me on, on social media. Follow these guys. Make sure you support this podcast. Make sure you support uh, all the DIY functions going on in wrestling okay, right man. now. It's given okay. us a place to a platform and it's given us a, a place to to speak freely. And uh, that's just the most important. So I can't appreciate you guys uh, enough, not only for having me on the cast, but everything you guys do for, for, the, Dude, for the culture. The love is fucking and, uh, same to you, brother. It, it, it goes a long way. And I know all the boys and girls uh, in the business appreciate it. And hopefully all the fans too. So you guys have uh, put the work in and uh, seen it pay, start to pay off now. And it's, it's awesome to finally be on here. I had a great time doing it. So Fuck, thank you. Man. Appreciate you, have, you, you have to say all that, man. Yeah. We really fucking appreciate that. dude. Yeah. Big facts. No dude. problem. Always do. Stoked but... to go back, listen to the rest of the episodes and come out to a, to a local show if you're in the berg you know like i said don't be afraid to travel don't be afraid to to adventure with your homies and, and come out to a wrestling show for sure all right remy well thank you for coming on brother and hopefully we can have you on maybe maybe one of these times we'll get like a little combination special get Ooh, you yeah. oh, notice get everybody that would be sick gotta get dombrowski too gotta get dombrowski dude every time i fucking see that guy online like it's just I learn more about him. Like today, you tell me about him owning that company. It's just like I find yeah. out more shit that I love in the business correlates back to him. And I'm just like, holy fuck. Like this dude has a lot more meaning to like independent wrestling as far as what I love than I thought. Dude, he And he has such a good memory, bro. Like you definitely got to cut up with Joe because another dude that's just insanely passionate. Another dude that, that has the badges that has put his time in, has worked everywhere has traveled, has gone out of, uh, of the country and shit. Like, I love Dombrowski so much. So definitely look forward to, to hearing if you guys can get him on the show or doing that combination special. I would love to yeah, do that. So. Be sick. Fuck it. We're, tr- we're going for both of them, dog. Why not fucking oh, yeah, go yeah. for everything? You know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. For sure. Right. And that's what's great. All right, Remy. Thank you for coming on, brother. And definitely hope yeah, to have man. you on again. Love you, bro. Love you guys. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate oh, it. Dude, Appreciate it you guys. pleasure, man. All right, I'll see you guys Saturday. Good night. And always remember, that's...